At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. See for yourself when you sign up today and get $150 in bonus bets when you bet just $5. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. When you buy Kroger brand products, you feel like you're winning. That's because they offer proven quality at lower than low prices. In fact, we guarantee that you and your family will love how Kroger brand products taste, or you get your money back. So next time you're shopping for the family, look for delicious Kroger brand products because they'll make you all feel like you're winning. Shop now, in-store, or online. Kroger, fresh for everyone. I'm Katia Adler, host of The Global Story. Over the last 25 years, I've covered conflicts in the Middle East, political and economic crises in Europe, drug cartels in Mexico. Now I'm covering the stories behind the news all over the world in conversation with those who break it. Join me Monday to Friday to find out what's happening, why, and what it all means. Follow the global story from the BBC wherever you listen to podcasts. Lucky Land Casino asking people what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kids' PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. VSIN live bet tonight coming to you from the Circle Resort and Casino in downtown Las Vegas. Femi Abebefe alongside Wes Reynolds. One hour down, two to go here on our first show, part of this new fall lineup. And joining us now to talk a little bit more NFL, we bring in our guy Sam Monson, NFL lead analyst over at Pro Football Focus. Sam, we appreciate the time this evening. In the last segment, Wes and I were talking about the Philadelphia Eagles after they made the trade this morning for Chauncey Gardner-Johnson. Just what does Chauncey Gardner-Johnson bring to this Eagles defense? He brings an attitude and a feistiness. Um, I think he's maybe a little bit overrated because people love the fact that he's maybe the biggest troll on the field in the entire NFL. That guy has had <laughs> multiple people take a swing at him with a helmet on, you know, during a game. He is able to wind up and get in the head of opposition, unlike any other player in the NFL right now. Mm-hmm. And there's, you know, there's a value to that. There's a value in, in getting these guys off their stride. And I think he does read the game pretty well as well. I think it's going to be an interesting transition. He, he played sort of slot in New Orleans, albeit um, a slot kind of alignment that let him match up and read uh, pattern match a little bit as well. Now he's going to be playing free safety for the Eagles. It's a little bit of a different um, sort of role and responsibility. I think he's got the skill set to do it. But really, I think the biggest thing is that, like they're adding, you know, a feistiness. They're adding an attitude to that defense that's already pretty loaded with talent. 
Sam, it's interesting because we were talking about how this Eagles team has been lined now similar to the Dallas Cowboys within that NFC East division. And at some point, maybe next week, they could surpass the Cowboys as the favorite to win the division. But is there anything that's stopping you from putting them among the contenders of the NFC? Is this a potential NFC championship or maybe even Super Bowl caliber team when you look at the roster? Yeah, right now, I think they are a Super Bowl caliber team with a question mark at the most important position. You know, Jalen Hurts is a good player, but if Jalen Hurts, or if the Eagles are going to win a Super Bowl, or if they're going to be contending with the teams that are capable of winning a Super Bowl, he needs to be better than good. He needs to take a jump this year and go from good to, you know, very good, exceptional. He needs to be able to hang with the elite quarterbacks in the NFL because once you get to the playoffs and once you're in those championship games and against the very best teams in the league, just being good at quarterback isn't going to cut it anymore. It may have done it, you know, a few years ago, or if you were able to assemble one of the greatest teams to ever play, but just look at today's NFL. There's so many elite quarterbacks and elite teams with elite quarterbacks that I think you're going to need one of those yourself. So I'm not saying he can't do it, but I'm saying right now we don't know where Jalen Hurts' ceiling is. And they've done the right things. They've got a great offensive line in front of them. They added a guy like A.J. Brown, who I think can transform the passing attack from a, a receiver standpoint. I think the defense has got a ton of talent. Now the, the, the table is set for Jalen Hurts to go out there and just take a big leap forward and then really develop and become that guy. Yeah, the Eagles right now sitting at 10-1 to to win the NFC, 22-1 to to win the Super Bowl. Let's talk about the Buffalo Bills. That's the team that is expected to win the Super Bowl, at least according to the betting market as we sit here on August 30th. But they placed Tredavious White on the pup list earlier this afternoon. Are there any concerns for you with the Bills defensively early on in the season with White missing these first four games, especially week one on the road against the Rams next Thursday? Yeah, I think they're definitely going to get tested without Tredavious White. Um, obviously, Kyrie Elam is their uh, rookie this year, who I think is is probably going to make a pretty big impact. Um, with Tredavious White there, they've been able to give that second corner kind of an easy run, you know, over the last couple of years. And it's mm-hmm. been Levi Wallace for a while. Now he's away in Pittsburgh, but Levi Wallace has got has had one of the sort of easier roles and responsibilities of any corner in the NFL because Tredavious White is taking all the tough assignments and has to do so much. Now that that will be Kyrie Elam this season. I think he's got a better skill set than Levi Wallace does. But for those first few games, he might have to be that guy, and that's that's a pretty big ask for a rookie. Or at least they're going to need to share those responsibilities, and it's going to be more of a a fifty fifty split amongst the corners. So I think teams will definitely go after those corners early. The good news is. You know, the scheme that they run is pretty good at making the, sort of the entire secondary lineup together and they don't expose any one guy too much. So it's definitely a blow. I think it, it may cause problems against teams like the Rams, but ultimately there's enough talent on that group that they should be able to get by and, you know, get to the other side when, when they get Tredavious White back. Sam, when you did your power ratings at PFF a couple weeks ago, you had five teams that you listed as uh, true contenders. One that we just talked about, the Buffalo Bills, Tampa Bay, and then, of course, the defending champion, the L.A. Rams. And then we get into arguably the best division in all of the NFL. We get into the NFC West. And, you know, the market has been, I guess, I don't want to say cold on the Chiefs, but maybe a little bit lukewarm just because of the fact that 
these other teams, every team pretty much in this division seemingly got better at least someplace on the roster. But looking at the Chiefs in terms of, you know, the fact that they lose Tyreek Hill, they've added a lot, too, to replace. So do you think uh, the market being lukewarm on the Chiefs is uh, incorrect at this standpoint? Maybe a little bit. I, I get why. You know, there's there's a lot of question marks surrounding the Chiefs for the first time in a long while. But when you start with the the foundation pieces of Patrick Mahomes, Andy Reid, you know, Travis Kelsey, one of the best offensive lines in the NFL. There's so many good things to start off with with the Chiefs that they're going to be a playoff team. They're probably going to win the division still. Um, they're going to be, I think, one of the best teams out there. But for the first time, you know, I've, I've been saying a while that one of the things that makes Tom Brady the greatest quarterback ever is that he reinvented himself and changed his game three or four different times throughout his career. You know, teams started to understand what it was that caused Brady some problems. And then Brady went, okay, well, I'll just change. I'll, I'll be a different quarterback. And then teams had to figure it out all over again. And for the first time, I think Patrick Mahomes is experiencing that. Last year, teams finally found something that caused Patrick Mahomes discomfort or made him slightly less than perfect. Um, because those first few years of Mahomes starting – he was basically unstoppable. You know, there was nothing you could do on defense that, that he, he didn't have an answer for. All of a sudden, you know, teams start playing a ton of these two high coverage shells, largely because Tyreek Hill is there and trying to take away those explosive plays. And it's not like Mahomes became a bad player, but he did make more mistakes and he didn't have the same volume of those explosive big plays that he'd had before. And the Chiefs never really got a handle on how to combat that and how to, you know, come back and be a, a completely different offense. So I think this is, is a big season for them to show that they've got that up their, um, up their sleeve, that they're able to make that adjustment and come back and run maybe a slightly different offense than they run in the past and still be as effective. So I think there's a few areas where there's a little bit of unknown, but I have a pretty high degree of confidence that they'll manage it and that they will be successful doing so and, will still be, you know, one of the best teams in the AFC. Once again, we're speaking with Sam Monson, lead NFL analyst over at Pro Football Focus. Let's stay in the division here, Sam. Where do you think things went wrong between Alex Leatherwood and the Raiders? And is this Raiders offensive line good enough to keep Derek Carr upright? Yeah, I think that's a big concern. Uh, I love what the Raiders did this offseason. I think they did a really good job of just trying to keep pace with some of these AFC juggernauts and, and made all these moves. Um, but that offensive line could derail the entire thing, and it could undermine everything that they're doing on offense and you know negate some of the, the benefit that you're going to get from a guy like Devontae Adams. And, yeah, look, Alex Leatherwood – you know, there's a few things at play. One, he was just the latest in a long line of these Raiders reaches in the first round. Um, he was a sort of consensus second-round player. They drafted him in the middle of the first, and it was pretty disastrous year one. He was awful at right tackle, and then after about a month, they moved him into guard. He was better at guard, but still pretty bad. He led all offensive linemen in pressures given up last season with 65 regardless of position it was pretty catastrophic and this preseason one they still seem to keep him a tackle which just felt like a mistake to begin with and two it didn't look much better um but still to get him cut you know given the amount of money that they've already paid him that the rookie deal is guaranteed it's surprising that they went as far as outright cutting him and and couldn't 
trade him away, um, given the, the contract situation and how much money they're already on the hook for. So, yeah, I, it feels like there might have been something else at play in addition to how badly Leatherwood had been playing for them, and maybe there was um, you know issues off the field or, or an attitude or whatever it is. But it, that was such a sort of drastic cut bait maneuver by them. It feels like there should be something else at play rather than just his play. We got about 45 seconds left here. Sam, do you have a favorite week one bet for us as we're about nine days away from the start of the season? No, I, I, I've only just got through all the preseason stuff. I haven't even begun to, <laughs> begun to think about week one yet. <laughs> you got you still got time, but man, those numbers are running. At least we don't have that fourth preseason <laughs> yeah. game, and you get a yeah. week off to kind of you know evaluate what you saw. He is Sam Monson. It is nice. <laughs> yeah, no, it's uh, it's still got a little bit of time. He is Sam Monson, lead NFL analyst over at Pro Football Focus. Sam, we appreciate the time, and we hope to talk soon. Anytime, guys. Take it easy. Thank you, Sam. Uh, good stuff there from Sam. Interesting that the Raiders, that offensive line. Mm-hmm. It is incredibly shaky. Mm-hmm. And now with the cut of Alex Leatherwood, like he mentioned, I was a little surprised that they cut yeah. on him as well, being that he was a first-round pick a year ago. The left side should be fine, of course, with Colton Miller. Yeah. But now you got to look in that right side, and you got some youngsters over there. So that could be the one real chink in the armor for what we anticipate is going to be at least a top-10 offense in the league. Yeah, and, and, and if that offensive line doesn't play well, maybe it ends up being a top-15, only top-20 offense. Mm-hmm. And, if that's the case, I think this Raiders season. Then again, that division, that's not going to be enough to keep up. Yeah, they're, they're going to need to be top 10 if they want to compete with the Chargers, the Chiefs, and of course the Denver Broncos in the AFC West. All right, on the other side, we turn our attention back to baseball. Justin Verlander on the IL. Is there value in the AL Cy Young Award market? We discuss that next. At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. Whether it's a walk-off grand slam or a base hit to center field. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment. It's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. I'm Katia Adler, host of The Global Story. Over the last 25 years, I've covered conflicts in the Middle East, political and economic crises in Europe, drug cartels in Mexico. Now I'm covering the stories behind the news all over the world in conversation with those who break it. Join me Monday to Friday to find out what's happening, why, and what it all means. Follow The Global Story from the BBC wherever you listen to podcasts. Getting ready to take on spring? Make your first move with the reliable performance and power of steel battery tools. From hedge trimmers and mowers to string trimmers and more, right now you can save $50 on select battery tool sets. Real steel. Offer valid on select AK system sets through June 16, 2024. See participating retailer for details. Hey guys, this is Matt Jones, Drew Franklin from the Fade This Podcast. We got a great episode coming up, picks in all the sports, football, basketball, we do them all, but here's a preview of this week's episode. Do you think it's more embarrassing to dye your hair or to have hair plugs? I don't think either are embarrassing if you're not trying to conceal it and act like you didn't. Okay, so you think if you just come out and go, I got hair plugs, 
Yeah, like check out these hair. I mean, don't just walk around. Hey, tapping. <laughs> hey, hey, stranger. I don't want you thinking this is natural. You know, but I mean, <laughs> do you, you have to do that with everyone you meet? Try to act like they. Uh, you know what I mean? Yeah, but I mean, like, like John Cena got. You know, when John Cena came back to wrestling, he had a bald spot, and now he doesn't. Mm-hmm. You think he should be required in all interviews to say, "Look, by the way, I covered up my bald spot." Yeah, I guess it's weird. I mean, you don't wear a sign or like put a sign in your yard, but all right. So what about toupees? Those are the most obvious. I but let's like. say you're like Bill Self and you can get it to where it looks good. His is magical. I don't even know if his is a toupee. It is. I think he went into the future and had a procedure we haven't even discovered yet. And this episode was brought to you in partnership with DraftKings. To hear more, listen and subscribe to Fade This on iHeartRadio or wherever you listen to podcasts. This is VSIM Live Bet Tonight with Femi Abebefe and Wes Reynolds, live from the Circus Sportsbook on VSIM, the sports betting network. It's football season, and bettors know that this is when the money is made. Nobody knows football like VSIM, and now is the time to become a VSIM subscriber to get our comprehensive college and pro guides. Only VSIM subscribers get all the tools to prep for the college and pro football seasons. Our experts provide profiles of every team with advanced stats and power ratings, plus best bets on season win totals, division finishes, and player awards. Sign up early for a discounted $175, and you'll receive both guides and full access to VSIM all the way through the Super Bowl. Or join us for $40 a month and see everything VSIM has to up your betting game. So go to VSIM.com slash subscribe for all your options and become part of the Sports Betting Network. Welcome back. This is VSIN Live Bet Tonight, coming to you from the VSIN studios here at the Circle Resort and Casino in downtown Las Vegas. He's Wes Reynolds. I'm Femi Abebefe. We're hanging out here on our maiden voyage as a part of the new fall lineup here at VSIN. Very exciting times, just in time for football season. We just had Sam Monson on in the last segment of Pro Football Focus, getting us into those football gears. But let's turn our attention back to Major League Baseball because, Wes, this American League Cy Young market might go into a mm-hmm. frenzy. And I was texting with you and our producer, Aaron Oster, earlier today. It just seems like the hits keep on coming for right. these guys who are toward the top of the market. And starting with Justin Verlander, who the news came out earlier this morning that he is placed on the 15-day IL due to a calf injury. Then you go down the board, Shane McClanahan, who is one of these contenders for the award, was expected to pitch tonight. However, Shane McClanahan now has been taken out. He was taken out earlier before the game even started for what they're calling a left shoulder impingement and pending further imaging. This, according to Trisha Whitaker over at Bally Sports, the Rays sideline reporter there. The Rays expected to have the imaging tomorrow, so we should have some further details on McClanahan. But with McClanahan and now the favorite, the odds-on favorite, Justin Verlander, right. who appeared to be cruising to this award there's some uncertainty now as to who might win the Cy Young in the American League. Well, and I think a lot of people would be looking at Dylan Seas as really the main contender. Look, everybody's drifted far down. Shohei Otani at one time was, I think, like seven or eight to one, but now that is a distant memory. He's down at 35 to one. So it's a three way race, I think, here with Verlander, McClanahan, and Dylan Seas. Uh, Dylan Seas, of course, having to carry this White Sox team, really. If you look at the numbers, 227 ERA, that's fifth in the league. He's 12-6, and six, uh, overall 190 strikeouts. I believe that's fifth overall and second in the American League behind mm-hmm. Garrett Cole. Uh, his quality starts, he's had 26. He only has 12 quality starts, even with those numbers here for Dylan Seas. So he's the guy of those two that we, that we named at the top, that that's the only guy you could probably bet here. But... 
I still don't know if it's such panic time for Justin Verlander because you got to consider, like all of the other awards, this is voted on. And you've got a guy that, what is he now, 39? Yep. Well, he is, he's close to 40. And this is a guy that comes back from Tommy John surgery, has done it in years past, not only did it in Detroit, but did it in Houston. And I just think like the voters are kind of with him. You know, where it's like, man, this guy came back as old as he is, where he's on the back nine of his career and still being able to do that and still having a 16 and three record with 184 ERA, 154 strikeouts. Because this is not a guy that necessarily, you know, paints it 98, 7, 98, 99 anymore, but he can do it. You know, it's like, okay, okay, JV, give him the heater. Okay, Skip, and he can do it, and he can give you 99 miles an hour. So, you know, I still think that the momentum there, even if he's only out like a week and a half, because, look, the Astros, they could even be saying, you know, eh, maybe they're just taking it easy. Maybe they're just taking precautions. Because they're still, even with the Mariners team that has played very well here in the second half of the season, Mariners still 11 and a half games back. Yeah. Mariners aren't catching the Astros. I, I, don't, I don't care what it is, but, you know, that's what I kind of thought at the all-star break where I was thinking, okay, who do I want to jump in on if I want to maybe go against or take a stand against Verlander, which I didn't end up doing, but it's like, who do I want to jump in on, you know, in case the Astros kind of, you know, become a little bit more deliberate in terms of sending him out there, you know, or taking down his pitch count, because I think what everybody kind of remembers with Dusty Baker, who's the manager in Houston is they remember the days on the North side of Chicago with uh Kerry Wood sure. and Mark Pryor, where it's like, yeah, you're going to throw until your arm freaking falls off. And it, they pretty much did for both of those guys at, at one point in their career. <laughs> so, you know, there was the thought that maybe Dusty learned his lesson here a little bit. It's like, okay, maybe we'll skip a start here and there and not have Verlander, you know, go such high usage. So, I, yeah, I, he's still the rightful favorite. I, I don't know how much movement you're going to see necessarily in this market, especially with what we learned about McClanahan earlier this evening. And Verlander, before the injury, before he was placed on the IL, he was minus 250 to win the AL Cy Young. Now he's down to minus 185. But I'm going to ask Adam Wexler, who's going to join us in the next segment here. He's the sports talk host over at 790 in Houston. If the Astros shut Verlander down for the rest of the regular season, because like you mentioned, they have the AL West pretty much sewn up. Mm -hmm. Now I'm sure they want to get the home field advantage in the American League, but I think that the most important thing for them is to make sure that Verlander is healthy right. to go ahead and beat the New York Yankees. If they shut him down for the rest of the regular season out of precaution, has he done enough to be able to win this award? Because, like you mentioned with the voters, as humans, we're very fickle. And right. out of sight, out of mind tends to be kind of how we roll. Do you think that he has enough of a lead to still hang on if he doesn't pitch another inning the rest of the regular season? I actually do, because okay. when you look at it, the White Sox right now are out of the playoffs. They're yes. 63 and 65. They and all the stories what? about them are negative. Yeah, they are, what, <laughs> seven games out of the wild card. They have a better chance of winning the division than they do the wild card. And I know Tampa Bay, 71 and 57. They currently, I believe, have a half-game lead over the Mariners. They're not guaranteed to go to the playoffs. This is a team that's had, I talked about their high bullpen usage earlier in the program. And look that can hit you in the final two or three weeks. All of a sudden, you know, we get into mid-September and that just creeps up on you a little bit. Now, the, the Rays always have high bullpen usage simply because they were really the, the first team to do the opener. And there have been a few teams around the league that have since followed suit. But 
So I don't want to necessarily say, okay, you know, they, they've handled this before. That doesn't mean they're going to handle it necessarily this year. And there you see, will they make the playoffs raise still at a 330 plus 260, by the way, on the no and the White Sox, almost the exact opposite, 425 on the yes, $6 on $6 on the no. So I still think Verlander's probably done enough because I think he has goodwill. And I think, you know, a lot of these voters and a lot of these baseball writers, you know, when they see an old guy, there is a little bit of a bias because these guys are human beings and these guys have opinions and are going to be like, you know what, this guy has done it at the end of his career and we're going to go for the old guy and not necessarily the young guy here. Yeah, and Verlander has been the story of the American League season for much of it, at least from a pitching perspective. Aaron Judge has been the story from the overall MVP with the, mm-hmm. his race towards Roger Maris there. But Verlander, from a pitching perspective, like you mentioned, the story coming back from Tommy John, 39 years old. But and, the voters also love them some Shohei Otani. Oh. And I know you wrote Shohei off. Yeah. But if he pitches well the rest of this way here, I, maybe that 35 yeah, to one could shrink was, a I little mean, bit. I mean, that might be the only long <laughs> shot I would even consider here because of mm-hmm. what he means. Because that's why I kind of bought, you know, now he's out of the MVP race. Yeah, it's going to be it's yeah. going to be Aaron Judge. But, you know, that's why I thought, okay, if Judge wins the MVP and gets close mm-hmm. to 60 home runs when Otani was there, would they reward him for the Cy Young? Because I think, like we talk about with human emotion, with writers, I think there's actually a lot of goodwill to Shohei Otani because you had a lot of the uh, quote-unquote the hot take commentators like, this guy can't play the face of baseball, he's Japanese, or he doesn't speak the language, or for whatever reason. But every time you see a video of him going across the country when the Angels go on the road, the guy's absolutely mobbed for autographs. I mean, they, they love him. So, you know, I don't think that any language barrier, whatever that is, is really going to hurt him necessarily in terms of the eyes of the fans and the eyes of voters. But I still think JV, what, what, what Houston can do, I don't know if they're going to shut him down, but they could certainly, you know, skip a start here and there because I shocked me. They skipped a couple. Yeah. Well, 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 they're a little bit stronger than they were early in the season because Lance McCullers came back. So you have another arm that you didn't have for most of the season. And you look at what the Astros have done these guys have, I think, have been solid. Uh, uh, Valdez and your Quitty, even though your Quitty probably might be the odd man out in terms of like when they get deep into a rotation. When if you have four starters, you certainly think you're going to have JV there. You're going to have Framber Valdez there. You could have, uh, or you're going to have McCullers. You could either have Luis Garcia. I think Luis Garcia and your Quitty is probably that battle for if they go four starters in a seven game series. Where do you think the basement is for this Verlander number? Like, let's say he ends up missing a couple starts. Do we see a minus 150? And if we see that, do we just unload on Verlander yeah. to possibly win the I, I think you very well could. $1.40, $1.50. I don't anticipate him getting into plus money. Yeah. Unless you have, like, a Dylan C's throw a perfect game or a no-hitter or something like White that. White Sox win the division. Then, yeah, then, of course, that's going to get – that price is going to get slashed. But I still think this is Verlander's very much to lose. And this almost could be setting up for us to get back in on Verlander. Mm-hmm. If they're giving it this opportunity, and if it gets down to minus 150 to minus 140. Yeah, I think, it, I I think, think that in that range, that's absolutely worth a poke. Yes. Yeah, I think that warrants a bet. So uh, it's unfortunate for Verlander that he's going through the calf injury. We obviously hope he can get back to it because he's one of the best pitchers in all of baseball. But his injury probably is going to present us with a betting opportunity at some point in September here, especially if he misses a couple of starts. So that's just kind of one way. You might not want to fade the guy. You might just want to wait and get him at the bottom of the basement there, which we might be able to do with Justin Verlander, the odds-on favorite to win the American League Cy Young. On the other side, Adam Wexler of Sports Talk 790 in Houston will join us to talk Verlander and the Houston Texans. 
This is VSIM Live Bet Tonight with Femi Abebefe and Wes Reynolds live from the Circus Sportsbook on VSIN, the sports betting network. If you're looking for more sports betting discussion around your local teams, Bet Rivers has you covered. Bet Rivers has launched a series of city casts designed to tackle sports betting from the local perspective. There are city casts in Chicago, Denver, Detroit, LA, New York, Philadelphia, Pittsburgh, and Washington, D.C. Subscribe to your local city cast wherever you get your podcasts. Welcome back. This is VEASAN Live Bet tonight. Coming to you from the VEASAN studios here at the Circa Resort and Casino in downtown Las Vegas. Femi Abebefe alongside Wes Reynolds. And joining us now is Adam Wexler, host at Sports Talk 790 in Houston. Adam, we appreciate the time this evening. In the last segment, we were talking about Justin Verlander, the Astros ace going to the I.L., how does Verlander's absence kind of affect this pitching staff and the whole team as a whole? I mean, the good thing is that it's still an area of strength for them, even without him. Uh, you know, they were able to be in a position to move on from Jake Odorizzi at the deadline because he would have gave him seven starters. Then you're down to six because Lance McCullers came back. And now you're down to five, but the player that's going to end up taking his spot in the rotation or at least amongst the 13 pitchers is Hunter Brown. He's one of the best prospects in all of baseball. He's their best pitching prospect. He'll likely make his major league debut when the team gets to Anaheim next week. He's already with the taxi squad, so he's not technically up there, but he's basically been the best pitcher in the PCL all year. So if it's a 15-day stint or maybe he misses as much as 20, maybe he misses three starts. And honestly, with where they are in the division and the fact they do have a little bit of a cushion, even over the Yankees for the best record in the AL, as long as it's not something that lingers into late, October, they should be absolutely fine. Uh, limited impact, if any. Adam, assuming uh, JV gets a good bill of health here down the stretch, obviously he's going to be in the playoff rotation. Framber Valdez has had a tremendous year, 13-4 and four and just 24 starts. And then, of course, McCullers has come back. But then you get to a couple guys that have been solid in their own right. Jose Urquidy, Luis Garcia. Which one of those guys do you see for a playoff series, especially getting to a seven-game series, a potential ALCS? Which of those guys do you see getting moved to the bullpen? I think Garcia is almost a lock to not be in the rotation. Christian Javier is another guy who probably gets the nod over him. So of all the guys we've mentioned, Luis Garcia has had a pretty poor really since the All-Star break, if not a longer uh, period of time, he just has had trouble getting the ball down, so he's giving up long balls in most every start, and he has one bad inning or a, a little bad stretch, and all of a sudden he's given up four runs. So really, really good at the beginning of the year, but a long enough period of time where he's been off of his game. Uh, they got confidence in everybody else. I, I feel pretty strongly he's the guy that at least one of the guys, probably one of two guys, that gets moved to the bullpen. We're speaking with Adam Wexler, host at Sports Talk 790 in Houston. Back to Verlander here, Adam. Is this a scenario, because you mentioned how they have the big lead in the division. They're obviously fighting with the New York Yankees to have the first place in their home field advantage in the American League. But is there a scenario in which maybe the Astros kind of shut Verlander down for the regular season just in case that calf were to flare up come postseason time? I mean, I think they're pretty much tied to, to what the injury tells them. I don't think that, I mean, they're not going to rush him back, but I don't think they're mm-hmm. going to hold him out necessarily. Maybe he comes back and he's given, you know, five days in between starts. They've done that multiple times this year. They have enough depth in the rotation and off days over the final five weeks where they really can do a lot of different things to, to kind of ease him back or at least keep strain off of him just to make sure this first year back from Tommy John, nothing else uh, goes wrong and they've made it you know five months into this thing they they really need the final two months to go just as well so 
I'm sure whatever they need to do, they will. But it didn't sound like when we talked to them, the GM and Justin himself, they were going to do anything really overly cautious. But obviously, they'll take their time with it. But we talked about the AL Cy Young in the last segment here. Do you think Verlander's a lock to win the award, or is there somebody that might be a challenger to take that award from him? I think if he doesn't pitch again, that might open the door for somebody else. But with McClanahan getting scratched from today's start, with the fact that Dylan Cease and Verlander faced off against one another and it was a better outing for Verlander against the White Sox than it was for Cease against the Astros, I, I think it is his to lose because I really can't think of another candidate that would draw first-place attention. There's a lot of people that will be on ballots, but I'd be pretty hard-pressed to find any of the voters saying that Verlander, McClanahan, or Cease doesn't deserve their first-place vote, even Shohei Otani, uh, with his late push. I, I just don't see how they get their vote. So I think he has a sizable lead, and essentially all he has to do is you know, put two, three good starts over the next five weeks, and I, I do think he'll win that award, and I think he'll win it by a pretty good margin. Astros, by the way, currently in progress here in the top of the eighth, down in Arlington against the Rangers, 4-2. Framber Valdez has already gone seven strong, just 87 pitches. We'll see if Dusty sends him back out there for the eighth. But, uh, Adam, let's go ahead and uh, move to the uh, gridiron with the Houston Texans. Of course, cut day around the league, and probably one of the more notable cuts uh, down to the 53-man from around the league was one Marlon Mack, who uh, – you know, had a good start to his career in Indianapolis and then tore his Achilles, never could really make it back to unseat Jonathan Taylor, who, of course, arguably is the best running back in the National Football League. So they're going to go with the rookie, Damian Pierce. Uh, give us your observations a little bit, because he is getting hit in the Offensive Rookie of the Year award market in terms of now the fact that he's going to be carrying the bulk of the load for that Texans backfield. Well, I think the people in Houston, at least the wagering public in the city of Houston, uh, probably got Pierce on a really good number because the, the, the news that Mac was released was surprising, but it really didn't impact what their plans were at the top of their running back chart. He's been RB, Damian Pierce has been RB1 for weeks. He was not used in game two because they already knew what they had in him. He played one series in game three because, again, they want to protect him. They want him to be healthy because he's the guy that they're going to they're going to go with as their top guy. I'm a little surprised they don't really have any other veterans that have had success in the league uh, as a runner behind him. But I do think that might change, you know, between today and the 11th when they play the Colts. But you know, Pierce impressed throughout the off season. He impressed during their training camp workouts, and he was extremely impressive in preseason, even in limited duty. I mean, he is a rookie, and he only carried the ball 11 times, but he averaged eight yards a carry. And he was clearly their best running back. And they're just basically saying, we're not messing around. This is the guy. Damian Pierce now 9-1, to one, the second favorite on the board over at DraftKings to win Offensive Rookie of the Year. And just from Adam's analysis right there, you can tell he's going to get a lot of that workload in that Texans backfield. Do you think overall that we're sleeping on this Houston team? Because I think a lot of folks have just written them off as a 3-4 win team once again here with Lovey Smith now in his first year as the head coach Davis Mills now in year two. But are we sleeping on the Texans this season as potentially maybe a 6-7 or seven or 8 win team? Yeah, if you're going to say they're going to be a six or seven win team, then I, I don't see how you could say you're sleeping on them because either you think they're terrible and they're going to win four games or they're almost terrible and they're going to win six or seven games. That's a bad season. You know, six and 11, seven and 10, that's, yes, it's better than your past two four win seasons and give Lovey and Nick Casario some credit for putting some players on the field. And most of them are their rookies, but uh, I, don't, I don't think people are sleeping on them. It does seem a bit odd that I think 
the consensus, overwhelming consensus, is that they're the worst team in football. And the numbers you see everywhere and the odds against, you know, against them you know, doing anything this year, the odds for them earning the number one pick, uh, they seem to be you know, across the board, across the country, anywhere you look, that's the team. I think that seems a little much. I don't think they're quite that bad. But where are the wins? I'm not sure where all these wins are going to come to prevent it. You know, I, I think a number of, uh, you know, a win total of four and a half is, is right on the money. I could see them winning five. I could see them winning four. I, I don't think it's going to be much of a, a difference either way unless they make almost no mistakes. Their defense creates a tremendous amount of turnovers. I don't see both of those things happening. They would need both of them to happen in big numbers, I think, for them to outplay teams any kind of consistent basis. Adam, last year the Texans were the worst in the league in running the ball and the second worst at stopping the run. So obviously they have a lot of improvement to make in a variety of areas. But based on what you've seen either at camp practice or the three preseason games, what has been the biggest improvement that you have seen on this roster from uh, David Culley's bunch in 2021? I mean, those two areas are what I think they're, you know, three areas of the team I think they're really focused on trying to make better. Uh, They're going to have three-plus new starters in the defensive secondary. You know, two rookies, Petrie and Derek Stingley Jr., Jalen Petrie of safety, Stingley, of course, on the outside. There have been starters at camp from day one, and they're obviously going to be starters here from day one. And I think it's just such a massive upgrade uh, from where they were, the personnel they had a year ago. And I don't think there's much of a learning curve. They maybe physically need some work over the first, you know, year, two or three of their careers. But, you know, from an intelligence standpoint, from a recognition standpoint, their cover skills, both of them are very good. And I think that's where Petrie, who can play in a, a lot of different spots in Lovey's defense, will help them tremendously. And they also added Steven Nelson. But in both of the areas, in the trenches, you know, they'll have two good tackles. But I think they'll finally have you somebody on the interior that can block for their run game. That's why they've been so bad. They can't run anything up the middle. There's way too much pressure. They were overwhelmed physically. Uh, drafting Kenyon Green, and he will also likely start from day one, I think is a huge upgrade for them uh, at one of the two interior spots. And their rotation at defensive line was the other focus. Um, Jerry Hughes is here. Mario Addison is here. Rasheem Green uh, was added. Roy Lopez in the draft a year ago. And Malik Collins via free agency a year ago. They'll all play. Uh, nobody has to take 100% of the snaps. None of them are really you know, at that point in their career where they should be. But they have so much more depth. And Lovey Smith is going to want to get a lot done with the front four without resorting to blitzing and a lot of exotic extra pressure at the line. If those guys can, can hold their own up there, that completely changes their ability to get things done defensively. He is Adam Wexler, host at Sports Talk 790 in Houston. Adam, we appreciate the time. We'll talk soon. Hang with us here on VEASAN Live Bet tonight. On the other side, we're going to college football. At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. Whether it's a walk-off grand slam or a base hit to center field. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Pet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. I'm Katia Adler, host of The Global Story. Over the last 25 years, I've covered conflicts in the Middle East, political and economic crises in Europe, drug cartels in Mexico. Now I'm covering the stories behind the news all over the world in conversation with those who break it. Join me Monday to Friday to find out what's happening, 
why and what it all means. Follow The Global Story from the BBC wherever you listen to podcasts. Getting ready to take on spring? Make your first move with the reliable performance and power of steel battery tools. From hedge trimmers and mowers to string trimmers and more, right now you can save $50 on select battery tool sets. Real steel. Offer valid on select AK system sets through June 16, 2024. See participating retailer for details. Judy was boring. Hello. Then Judy discovered chumbacasino.com. It's my little escape. Now Judy's the life of the party. Oh, baby. Mama's bringing home the bacon. Whoa. Take it easy, Judy. <laughs> The Chumba Life is for everybody. So go to ChumbaCasino.com and play over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. This is VSIM Live Bet Tonight with Femi Abebefe and Wes Reynolds. Live from the Circus Sportsbook on VSIN, the sports betting network. Make game day more chill with some extra cash. Play free during the college football season with the Coors Light College Football Pick'em. Join 15 free-to-play pools for your shot at $5,000 in weekly prizes. Head to www.draftkings.com slash Coors Light Pick'em now to join the action. Coors Light, perfect shot of refreshment. 21 plus only. Terms and conditions and other eligibility restrictions apply. See DraftKings.com for details. And always drink responsibly. Welcome back. This is VEASAN Live Bet Tonight coming to you from the Circle Resort and Casino in downtown Las Vegas. He's Wes Reynolds. I'm Femi Abebefe. Every time you bring up, I think of Coors Light, actually. I remember Brock Lesnar in the UFC, the first fight he ever won. He goes, I'm going to go home and drink a Coors Light. Yeah, that's a Coors Light because Bud Light won't pay me nothing. And, of course, Bud Light was the main sponsor. Budweiser Anheuser-Busch was a huge sponsor of UFC. So I was like... This guy's freaking great, man. He just he wins. Everybody loves him, and he buries the sponsor and gets no punishment. Well, we're not going to bury the sponsor. We would always, never do that. We Light. would get punishment. I, I love me a silver bullet every now and then. So, uh, Coors Light, you're, you're good with us here on Veasan Live Bet tonight. But get to get get you guys updated on Wes's play out in Anaheim or Los Angeles, whatever we want to call it there, California. Yes. The New York Yankees lead the Los Angeles Angels 4-2. to They're two. always the California Angels to me. All, all the way back to the uh, the naked gun era of Reggie Jackson coming in mm-hmm. from right field going, I must kill the queen. <laughs> that's the that's the halos that I know oh, yeah. and love. The, they were in uh, Angels in the Outfield. Yes. I believe. They were the California Angels yes. as well. Shout out to Danny Glover and that whole crew there. Stop changing uh, the name. And, of course, <laughs> uh, they are up for sale, so somebody else will probably change the name again. Southern California Angels. Um, but you noticed in watching this game that Jamison Tyone, he's uh, picked up a knock, one mm-hmm. might say. I think they say that overseas, but I just said it now. But he's left the game after two innings pitched. So with all of his props, you can go ahead and cash a lot of those unders there. Outs recorded, strikeouts, hits allowed, walks allowed. Also earned runs, I believe. Or earned runs, no, he had two. So, yeah, you can yeah. cash the under on earned runs as well. He's not going to be able to record the win because he didn't pitch enough there. But that's the, one of the things when you play some of these props. Mm-hmm. Sometimes it's unfortunate with some of these injuries. But if you bet a lot of those unders, I guess it's fortunate for you as yeah. well. But from the full game standpoint, Wes, when you see a starting pitcher exit the game, 
How does that affect what you might do in game? Yeah, that's where you got to look and see what the bullpen usage has been over the last couple of days. Uh, by the way, Jamison Tyone only two innings because he was looking at his wrist. I believe he got hit with a liner, so he got taken to the clubhouse. So we'll try to get an update if we get any further updates uh, for the duration of the program. But Greg Weissert, uh, by the way, is uh, replaced him and had a clean inning. Uh, uh, one inning pitch that did strike out one, so just 10 pitches. So right now, two on for the Yankees in the top of the Ford. And uh, uh, the uh, AL MVP runaway favorite, Aaron Judge, at the plate. So uh, I wonder what now, this is gonna be. now would be the time to hit the three-run homer, and let's go ahead and put this one to bed very <laughs> early. Yeah, right now the live total sitting at 11.5. The money line, if you want the New York Yankees, minus 450, plus 340 for the Angels, who are only trailing by two. But like you mentioned there, Aaron Judge, and he hit a high shot there, and I think that one might be leaving the All rise. And it is. We, we were calling for it. All rise. We, we said might as well go ahead and hit yourself a home run there, Aaron Judge. The front runner and prohibitive favorite to win the American League MVP yeah. just knocked a three-run blast. And Wes, you, it is a West Coast win. Well, you, you, you kind of saw that coming, didn't you? Yeah. Because uh, you could tell that, that Mayers was kind of nibbling a little bit. He's like... You know what? I gotta try to strike him out. Uh, you know, tried and failed. Aaron Judge sends that in the right field seats. That is number fifty-one mm-hmm. for Aaron Judge. You think he gets over sixty-one? I'm not gonna say no. <laughs> I mean, <laughs> yeah. well, he is—he's he's, he's gotten onto a torrid base, and you know, I was thinking when Otani was doing what he was doing before the Angels absolutely just faded really, from the first couple months of the season, I was thinking, man, this guy might have to get really close to 60 to win the MVP. Yeah, that's what we talked about. He doesn't have to hit anymore, and he's probably going to win, so... You put him on ice. Who yeah, knows? Aaron, he, he and Verlander. They yeah, just a, just a nice cookie kind of <laughs> chest high, and Aaron Judge sends it into right center. Did he even get a hold of that whole thing there? It just I like, don't he, think I don't so. Think it kind of looked either. like he only got like three-quarters of yeah, a swing on I, that I thought thing. I it was going to fly out. And still had the power to jack it out of Angel Stadium. I think he might be pretty good at baseball there. So Aaron Judge gives Wes a West Coast winner there. The first of good, many. Good start. You the know, first you, you, of many. You know, and, and that's the thing, Femi, that I'm, I get a little superstitious at a better, as yeah. a better, and I'm sure some of our audience do too. You always like to win the first game. Yeah. You never like to lose the first game because, man, that just sours you, and you've got a card. You've got several more on the card because you don't want to be getting let, let negativity really creep into the psyche here because sometimes I even have a tendency to do that, you know, where it's like, oh, I lost the first one, and maybe it was a tough beat that you had handicapped right, but, you know, you got a backdoor, some kind of circumstances, but – Nevertheless, uh, always good to get the first one as Aaron Judge. 51 home runs in the American Ooh. League. The next closest one, <laughs> I know he missed some time, was Jordan Alvarez with only 31. Aaron Judge bet on himself, and it's paying off yeah. there with this season. He's going to get uh, $100 bajillion dollars <laughs> or, or whatever. He's going to get a lot of money from somewhere if uh, uh, young Steinbrenner doesn't want to pay him, somebody does. I mean, yeah. If they don't pay him, that's just unlike the Yankees of the yesteryears. Maybe the new Yankees now are a little bit more frugal with the, what they have to work with from a payroll standpoint. Uh, you mentioned that you're very superstitious. The last guy who used to sit in your seat during this time slot, um, mm-hmm. a lot of people call him the Mr. Mush. 
that he, he would be calling bets a lot. So mm-hmm. we're, we're on the good side. I know our producer, Aaron Oster, no. always would get upset about you, you, uh, you, Sean you, King you being don't, Mr. You, Mush. You don't, you, don't mess, you don't mess with the gambling gods, man, because they, they'll get you. They will absolutely get you. And uh, somebody who has his fair share of superstitions, I know our buddy and our colleague Matt Human is going to join us yes. at the top of the next hour. I did that once to him where I thought he had a golf future one. And then oh, I, think no. it was, I think it was Max Homa, actually, at Riviera at the Genesis invitational a couple years ago eventually won in a playoff over tony fee now it's like you jinxed it and i won't use the word yeah <laughs> <laughs> you know because i didn't expect he was gonna miss a three-foot putt on 18 yeah imagine how many people mushed mito pereira at the yes. pga championship for uh just i, I might have been pulling one. for that having a ticket on justin thomas there you go i had a willie zalatoris but that's neither here nor there um we're not talking golf right now as the season just wrapped up congrats to rory mcelroy though um you wanted to talk a little bit of college football, mm-hmm. though. Week zero, we got a week zero slate, a little bit of an appetizer yes. in college football this past Saturday. Now the full entree starts mm-hmm. on Thursday. We'll get more games Friday than a full slate coming up Saturday and even a game on Sunday and Monday. But there's an interesting trend that yeah. you wanted to point out from week zero going to week one. Yeah, a couple caveats here. I did not include the games during the COVID-19 season yep. of 2020 because you had varying start dates. You know, the pack, I think it was like the Pac-12 in the Mountain West. They didn't start till like late October. Yeah, it's like so you didn't really want to count that. And I also didn't count FCS games. So these are just FBS versus FBS. The teams that have opened week one that are playing a team that played in week zero are actually 50, 29, and three against the number mm. since 2005. And you see on the screen there, and we get the graphic back up, we have 10 of those situations this week. Now, you don't want to blindly play a trend uh, you know, at all. A trend needs to be your acquaintance and not necessarily your friend. So you still got to handicap things here. So I'll just talk a couple games. One that's already moved is obviously Texas State. That is now a pick em. I only got yeah. three and a half. A good on you if you got four and a half or five. Because I even said it Saturday night, watching that Nevada and Mexico State. They look look horrible. We know that New Mexico State got the money. Depending on the number you got, they might have got you to cash or you might have got a loss. But I was watching that. I was like, they outplayed. uh, New Mexico State outplayed Nevada in that game. But they had five interceptions and uh, four of them by the guy that started. And then they, they put the backup in who played much better and actually moved the ball. And then, you know, was going for it late and threw one in the corner. So, uh Nevada goes and plays Texas State. Texas State has gotten all the money this week. New Mexico State does go to Minnesota. Now, that's got a little bit more of a personal angle there because remember Jerry Kill was the former head coach at Minnesota, Mm -hmm. and he had some negative things to say about the current head coach at Minnesota, that being P.J. Fleck. Uh, (laughs) Some of the staff that were holdovers, Jerry Kill said P.J. Fleck didn't treat his staff well, so... That's something to kind of look at. That's a big number, by the way, 36 yeah. and a half, 37. We don't know who is going People to start. People are interested in New Mexico State, yeah. though. Yeah, and also with some of these as well, I, uh, one that you can use, and we'll talk about uh, some more, I think, later in the program or even tomorrow on this show, Utah State against Alabama. Utah State did not cover against UConn. The market got it right. I was aboard. I took 27, and U- and UConn hung in the whole game. So now Utah State goes to Alabama. Immediately, Alabama gets bet. And now you are seeing them up as high as like 42, 42 and a half. Keep in mind, Nick Saban, they got Texas next week, and he's got his old buddy Sarkeesian down there in Austin. You don't see Alabama go on the road for a non-conference game very often to another team's place. Mm-hmm. So you wonder if they get up early, 
I'd be looking maybe Utah State in the second half because they're going to keep trying because they're like, we don't want to get embarrassed here. You know, we're playing Alabama, so you don't want to get embarrassed at such a historic program. So that's one to really keep in mind. I think that number is probably too high right now, but I would certainly be looking for Utah State in the second half. So that is the pro tip there. Betting on some of those teams that are opening this week versus the ones that opened in week yes. zero and our pro tip for the hour. We do it every hour on VEASAN across every show. So that means you get 20 pro tips per day at least. That is your pro tip for hour number two here. To join us on hour number three, we bring our buddy Matt Eumitz here on VEASAN Live Bet tonight. Check out the VEASAN store for the latest and greatest in sports betting fashion. We have more than 40 shirt designs, including our most popular one. Cash and tickets is what it's all about. You'll find VEASAN shirts and hats for any occasion. And they're all made to order, so you can all made to order, so you can all made to order, so you can all made to order. At Bed 365 we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. See for yourself when you sign up today and get $150 in bonus bets when you bet just $5. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. From BBC Radio 4, Britain's biggest paranormal podcast is going on a road trip. I thought in that moment, oh my God, we've summoned something from this board. This is Uncanny USA. He says, somebody's in the house, and I screamed. Listen to Uncanny USA wherever you get your BBC podcasts, if you dare. Zumo Play is your destination for endless entertainment. With a diverse lineup of 350-plus live channels, movies, and full TV series, you'll easily find something to watch right away. And the best part? It's all free. Love music? Get lost in the 90s with iHeart 90s. Dance away with hip-hop beats and more on the iHeartRadio music channels. No logins, no signups, no accounts, no hassle. So what are you waiting for? Start streaming at play.xumo.com or download from the app and Google Play stores today. All you can stream with Zumo Play. Xfinity has free premium networks for everyone this month, no matter what kind of entertainment you love. Addicted to true crime? Catch killer cases and more spine-tingling shows on A&E Crime Central. Crave adventure? Explore Asian action movies on Hayah. Searching for something extreme? Check out skating, snowboarding, and more on Fuel TV Plus, the global home of action sports. And find crowd-pleasing bops on iHeartRadio's Hit Nation playlist. There's new free shows and movies to love every week. Say free this week in your Xfinity voice remote.